Well, good morning and welcome to everyone who will be watching and following along with this edition of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame's Hall Call Interview Series. I am Will Driscoll, the Executive Director of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. And as always, I'm happy to bring you another exciting edition of Hall Call. Uh, before we get started, though, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors who you see over my shoulders. Without them, uh, interviews like Hall Call and other programs that we do here at the Hall of Fame would not be possible. So thank you to all of them. One of the special things about the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame is that over 90 of our current inductees have also been inducted into their national or international sports halls of fame. And joining us today is someone who will soon add to those numbers. Of course, I'm talking about Roanoke native and University of Virginia alum, Rondé Barber, who in just 11 days will become the 13th Virginia Sports Hall of Fame inductee to also be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I could use all of our time and go through all of the accolades, but he is a three-time first-time first-team All-Pro and a member of the NFL's 2000s All-Decade team, and soon he'll be immortalized with a gold jacket and that bust in Canton. So, Rondé, thank you for taking some time out of what I know is a really busy schedule to join us today on Hall Call. Oh, no worries, Will. The, uh, I enjoy doing these, especially with people that I've known for the longest of times, and of course, uh, my first Hall of Fame is the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. So I got in there before I even got into the Bucks Ring of Honor. So this is uh, this is always a pleasure to speak with you, man. Well, we're, we're proud to be first on the list, but I, I know that there's a pretty big one that's coming up. But, uh, you know, I actually will go through a few of the accolades. For those who might just be introduced to you for the first time, your first team All-ACC three times at UVA, number 19 jersey has been retired, your five-time Pro Bowl selection, Super Bowl champion, NFL interceptions leader in 2001, and this one, this one, I learned for the first time, you're the only player in NFL history with more than 45 interceptions and 25 quarterback sacks. Uh, and you also have the most consecutive starts by a defensive back, 224 games in a row, including the playoffs. So when you add all of that up, and now you add Pro Football Hall of Famer to that resume, what does that mean to you? Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, back in uh, 1993, when I was graduating from K-Spring High School, I was not considering uh, my future in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's for sure. I was just a guy that was uh, uh, trying to keep up with my twin, first of all, but um, just trying to make it. Um, I had a lot of good opportunities, uh, not only in college, but in the pros, opportunities that presented themselves, and I had to take it and run with it. And I did. And 16 years later in a professional career, you don't know that you're in. Uh, the, the merit of my resume uh, kind of speaks for itself. And you, 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 know, you whimsically dream about it. And people tell you that you're going to be Hall of Famer in five years or six years, whatever, whatever it was supposed to be. Um, but you just can't count on it. There's voters out there. There's a lot of worthy people. Uh, and players that, that don't get recognized uh, as the, one of the best 371 now players uh, to play professional football. But um, for me, it, it's, uh, it validates a career that, um, that I thought was probably worthy of a Hall of Fame uh, bust. And uh, now in 11 days. <laughs> do you, do you know what your exact number is yet? Because I remember when I first joined the Hall of Fame a few years ago, it was the year that Kenny Easley was going in. And he came back and he opened up his jacket and it said number 306. Right. I, uh, yeah, that's the first thing they tell you. I'm 363. <laughs> so I've already got a license plate. <laughs> I've got a moniker on a, on a hat. Uh, I'm sure I'll get a tattoo of it eventually. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty special number. And it, it's funny how 
um, uh, all these Hall of Famers identify themselves with numbers when it's really their name and their, uh, you know, their their legendary status in the game that defines them. But you know, once you get into this club, and this is a pretty exclusive club, uh, you're just one of one of uh, 371, and that's that's actually really really cool, and it's kind of awe inspiring to think about. 20,000, 20,000 plus, 30,000 players have played professional football, and there's only 371 of them, and I'm, uh, I get to join that group soon. Have you had a chance to breathe and, and take that, what you just said in, because I know that once the announcement was made earlier this year, it's been a whirlwind, and, and you know, I know that you've, you and I went back and forth on text, and there's probably been close to a thousand media requests, but have you actually had a chance to sit back and relax and really say, wow, you know, I, yeah. I did it? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I had it. And, and the time that I was really able to do it was when I was writing my speech. Um, I worked with the with the speechwriter. Uh, I went up to Carolina, met, met with this, this person, and uh, and we really just sat down and started trying to encompass, you know, my career and try to whittle it down to eight to twelve minutes, twelve minutes of words, you know. Uh, and in that time, uh, it gave me a, a lot of. Uh, moments to to think back and it, it really reflect on how I wanted to express, you know, 16 year professional career. And so I have I have had time to to think about it, uh, and I and I'm ready for the moment. And I think that's more than it than anything. Over the course of my career, uh, I've been able to capture moments, and this is just another moment for me to capture. What the 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 realization is is that now. There's nothing else. <laughs> you, know, you make it into the Pro Football of Fame, and uh, now you're you're essentially your football journey is done. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing left to prove. Um, 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 so I think in a way that may be a little bittersweet, but uh, at the same time, it is it's where uh, we all have dreamed of being at some point. If you're a professional football player, and uh, and now I'm there. You, you made the announcement back in March that there's one person who's kind of been on this journey with you the entire time, and that's your twin brother, fellow Hall of Famer Tiki Barber, Virginia Sports Hall of Famer Tiki Barber. Uh, he's going to serve as your presenter at the Hall of Fame. Now, the presenters are different these days. It's video as opposed to a physical speech, but how special will that be to have him there as you both unveil the bus together? Well, I mean, we've shared everything, uh, every aspect of life and Every journey that we've been on, we've been on together, and even though we've been separate for, God, 26 years now, um, but the reality is that I wouldn't be where I am without my twin brother. And I think he would probably say the same. Uh, he'll 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 weigh heavily into my into my speech, obviously, because um, uh, I don't think you can identify one of us without identifying both of both of us because we we did the same thing uh, professionally. Um, and uh, is that cool? Yes. Is it, it's impossible to put into words for me because, um, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have, you know, the guiding light that Tiki was, uh, uh, in my career. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. it there was never any doubt that he was going to be my presenter, obviously. Uh, and I'm actually glad, Will, that they don't let him do it live because he's such a better speaker than I am. He would just, <laughs> so, <laughs> He'd steal your thunder. <laughs> exactly. I can't have that. Not on my day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's your day. It's your day. There's always sibling rivalry, no matter what. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame does a great job with the announcements. Um, they, they have, uh, they used to be David Baker, who was the old executive director and, you know, big, big presence. Sure. But now they, they have uh, former peers and teammates that, that kind of help with that. 
Derek Brooks was the one who knocked on your door to, yeah. to let you know. How special was that moment? And did what did, what were you thinking when you opened that door and Derek was there? Well, I knew he was, I knew he was there. He had a reason. <laughs> I, I saw the, uh, actually, when I was walking to my door, I saw the cameras and it had been a couple of days since they had voted and it, there was no other reason there'd be cameras outside of my house. And of course, Derek's got his big gold jacket. Uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate uh, to have three other of my teammates and a head coach uh, going ahead of me. Uh, so I've seen this process. Right? I've seen John, have, John Lynch have to wait a long time to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, eight years of, as a finalist before he got in. Of course, Sapp and Brooks were both first ballot guys, but uh, of the guys that are still here and around, I think my biggest advocate was Derek. Um, uh, I remember last year when I didn't get in and everybody assumed that last year was going to be my year. Um, uh, he was the first one to call me and he's like, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. I'm going to call. <laughs> I think he called everybody. And this year it's, it's pretty funny because a lot of the, the writers and, you know, been doing this media blitz with people. They're like, can you tell Derek Brooks to finally stop calling me so he can stop advocating for you? Uh, but yeah, to have a guy, uh, Derek, who I, I'm pretty sure, I think we, we did these numbers. I don't know that there's teammates that have played as many snaps together as Derek and I did in, in our in my professional career. Obviously, he retired a year, a couple years before me. Um, but we did so much together as a tandem, and people don't really think of us as a tandem, but we really were by the way that we played our defense. I essentially was doing his job when I was playing nickel. And so it's nice to to now look back and, and know that we're teammates again and 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 a guy who was probably rooting for me hard than any, anybody, any of these other gold jackets to get in is the one that knocked on my door. And uh, it, it was emotional. I tried to, I held it back as best I could. Um, but seeing him and knowing that I was joining him was was pretty awesome, man. You mentioned that, you know, as time goes on, you start thinking, okay, well, what what more could I have done? You know, I put together this resume that I feel is worthy you know, as each year went on, what was going through your mind and, and what was your, was there an approach? Were you doing anything or was it just Derek Brooks who was out there stumping for you? Oh, no, many more people than that. And eventually, I think as the process goes along, you gain advocates just because my presenter, Ira Kaufman, uh, who's a local guy here, beat writer, um, he's had my case for six years. I mean, it took me six years to get in. Uh, and, and part of that, he was also doing John Lynch's case. Um, so uh, there was that conflict. But at the same time, he knew what he was presenting for me. And, and there's a cue sometimes for the Hall of Fame. Uh, there's a lot, like I said earlier, there's a lot of worthy uh, men and then eventually women that will be uh, uh, worthy of, of an induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It just takes time. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that, the way you answer, asked that question, because last year when I didn't get in, I was speaking with the new head of the Hall of Fame, who's Jim Porter. And, uh, you know, he was like, yep, you're going to get in. You know, it's, it's statistically guys that get to the top 10, eventually find their way. Da, 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 da. I was like, you know, the funny part is, Jim, if I could go back and have one more play, do you think it would push me over the edge? And we had a, we had a good laugh. And he was like, your, your attitude's the right one. You know, it's, uh, you, you, you put it out there. You, your resume is what it is. Uh, and and, the, and uh, the meritocracy of the of the voting process will eventually take hold of it, and it and it did this year. And so, uh, I'm pretty excited. I can't I can't wait for the for the for the induction. I can't wait for the gold jacket ceremony, uh, and I certainly can't wait for my party afterwards, where I get to celebrate with a whole bunch of my friends and family. Yeah, definitely a, a packed weekend. 
and uh, and should just be a ton of fun. And and the, you mentioned a few of your teammates, so John Lynch, Warren Sapp, uh, Derek Brooks, and Tony Dungy, your former head coach. You know that was a really good collection of players. And Hall of Fames, as we know by general definition, denote history. So we know that you know this was almost a quarter century ago that all of you came together, but it's clear that that group has stood the test of time. When you see this many players going into the hall, does that make it even more special that it wasn't just you by yourself out there, that you, you stood out amongst a, a group of hall of fame teammates? Right. That's, that's exactly the way I, I've been looking at this uh, in the past couple of months. Obviously it, you put Derek and Warren on any team in the NFL, those two dudes are going to make the hall of fame. You know, it's just, they're that talented. Yeah. I think John and I are a little different cases. We, we're a product of the system we were in. We're a product of two men, obviously, Tony Dungy, and Monty Kiffin, our head coach. And, of course, there was other coaches along the way. Mike Tomlin uh, was John and I's defensive back coach during our Super Bowl, Super Bowl years. Um, but that, you think about the lasting legacy of what we did here in Tampa, and we, are, we have a defense named after us. It's, it's, it stood the test of time because nobody's been able to do it as well as we did it. And then on top of that, the four players, key, four key positions were still are still considered one of the best to ever do it in that position. And I think that speaks to, you know, us as a team. It speaks to, you know, that lasting legacy, that Bucks defense that was top 10 for 10 years in a row under Monty and uh, went to an NFC championship game, but then eventually won a Super Bowl. I mean, we, we did a lot in, in, a, in, a, in, that, in that era. Uh, and we're being remembered for it now. Um, unfortunately, we should have won more Super Bowls. <laughs> That's the way I look at it now. We all look back and win like three or four Super Bowls, man. Um, but it is what it is. And uh, But the, the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame voters specifically uh, have recognized that that Tampa defense from really 95 to 2005 or six is, uh, is a pretty special group group of players well, you, you got the one super bowl and i mean that that that's really difficult but so you did get the one i know that there's always a what if shoulda woulda coulda um but but speaking kind of a shoulda woulda coulda you mentioned that Derek brooks has been your advocate and yeah. a lot of times when somebody gets into the hall especially after a little bit of a wait they start to kind of pick up the pick up the slack for somebody else is there is there a player or two that that you're now going to kind of be a vocal advocate for because you have that gold jacket Pinky barber i mean come on <laughs> He's uh, he's one of I, I, sometimes you ask questions when you already know the answer, but I wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, running backs have a hard case now. It's hard. I won't say hard. It's difficult for them to differentiate themselves. I mean, Tiki's case uh, is very similar to Fred Taylor's case, very uh, similar to Sean Alexander's case. Ward Dunn even has an argument. Uh, there's there's many on the Corey Dillon. Um, there's a group of running backs that were all in that same era that are getting absolutely no love. The only one of them that's in is Edward James. And uh, that's because the, the, of the teams that he played on and the coaches that he was with, I, I presume. But they all have similar numbers. So they it, it, it's hard to separate them. And none of them get in the conversation. Um, so, yeah, once you get in, you get that 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 voice. You know, they start asking you, who should we be looking at that we're not looking at? Uh, one of them is another teammate of mine, Simeon Rice. I mean, Simeon Rice has got 122 career sacks, which is more than Demarcus Ware, who, I, trust me, Demarcus Ware absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He was a one-of-a-kind uh, specimen playing the position, but he has more sacks than Demarcus Ware, who's going in this year. 
so yeah, that, that'll be you know part of our responsibility now is to make sure that the guys that we believe are worthy are at least getting looks and being in the conversation. Because once you get in that conversation, your, your chances increase. And uh, But for a guy like my brother, Pratiki, um, who hasn't really been in the conversation for a number of years, I would love to, to, to research, have guys start to research and realize what he did over a really short period of time for him. In six years, he was nobody comparable other than Marshall Falk and LaDainian Tomlinson. Only guy in history with 10,000 yards rushing, 5,000 yards receiving, and 1,000 yards in return yards. Um, there's only one guy in NFL history that did that, and that, that's Tiki. So I'll be pushing for him. Don't worry. So he's 27th on the all-time rushing list. Do you know who number 26 is? I do not know. Thomas uh, Jones. Thomas Jones. There you go. And Thomas <laughs> is always breaking Tiki's records. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're about, it looks like 16 yards apart, or right. excuse me, about 150 yards apart, but but still, two, both of them over 10,000 yards, both of them University of Virginia graduates, both of them from Virginia in the Hall of Fame, so just saying, you know, if there are other names out there, um, you know, you never know, um, but uh, just a couple more questions before we get you out of here, but what would you say, who, what or who would you say is the most impactful moment and impactful person in your football career, and doesn't have to be NFL either? Yeah, uh, impactful moment. And uh, for me, it was the, the one big play that I made, of course, against Philly. Um, and that, that play defines me. That whole game should define me because it was the best game that I ever played. Uh, and it's a moment that lives in uh, 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 history for us and infamy for Philly fans. But uh, I got still got Philly people telling me I ruined their lives and stuff. And I'm like, come on, man. It was just I was just doing my job. Uh, but in fact, impactful person, um, I've had a bunch along the way. Um, uh, and a lot of them will also be mentioned in my speech because they were so important to me. I mean, my, my peewee league football coach, Mike Tolley, I mean, he brought me the love of football. Um, and that's going way, way back. Uh, but I didn't know that I loved football until then. Um, and, 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 uh, you fast forward that to, 2001 when Mike Tomlin becomes my head uh, my defensive back coach and my trajectory in the NFL changed under him um, so if there's a person it's him um, I, it, without a doubt um, I changed the way that I viewed myself the way that I prepared and even though I was preparing pretty well he, he changed the way that I even did that and it, it was for the better uh, and my career shot off uh, when he was my, my defensive back coach so if there's one person it's definitely Mike um, but there's so many men along the line that shaped me. Art Marcos at Virginia, who's such a good coach. He taught me how to prepare and how to really get ready for, for, for game day. And um, uh, I mean, there's a reason why I led the, led the league, uh, led the nation in interceptions at EVA my first year. Um, it wasn't just because I was, I was a skinny little kid getting an opportunity, but I was prepared to, to make my plays. And that was because of Art. So um there, there's just too many but there's there it's it's nice to have that family that background uh, to be able to support support me uh when I was on my rise and, and here I am yeah but we know we know those speeches are very impactful they're very important and I know there's going to be a lot of thank yous out there and just just one final question when you look back on your career through all of the accolades at, at you know at in high school UVA in the NFL now going into this what is something that you are most proud of um definitely my my toughness my resiliency um i don't know if people won't remember this but uh my 
redshirt freshman year at Virginia. I had a severe uh, high ankle sprain uh, that continued that bothered me my whole year, that whole year. Uh, and I just played through it, continued to play through it. I only missed one game in college, and it was at the Independence Bowl, the Poland Leader in the Independence Bowl, because I stepped in a in a in a little hole in, in practice field, and that 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 ankle sprain was actually a stress fracture, and it and it cracked, and and so that was the only game that I missed in the pros. That toughness that I learned then carried over and didn't miss a game my entire career, uh, and that's including a broken thumb and, and pro dislocated elbow in a spring game in 95 that probably nobody even remembers that I ended up playing with, uh, you know, against Michigan early that, that next year. Um, but just being able to be there, be available. Rod Marinelli used to always say it. Yeah. If you're not available, you, we don't care about any other ability. And, uh, you know, just taking that onus on myself to, to always be available to play. Um, I'm pretty proud of that. Well, 224 consecutive starts in the NFL. I, I think that availability was never an issue with you. And <laughs> and Rondé, it's it's just been a pleasure catching up with you. I know that it's been extremely busy time for you. 11 days away, August 5th, you go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But we're excited to to watch the enshrinement. And I know you got to wait a little bit because I think you're the second to last speaker that day, right? I think they put me second to last. They think I'm going to be the best. I mean, obviously, you got to put the Cleveland guy last, but yeah, you know, you know just being you, in Canton, Ohio, I guess you have to. Right. To be honest with you, they told us we're second to last because we have the second to most people being uh, being there. Actually, we might have the most people being there. We got over 400 people coming, so uh, they want they want them to stay in the stands and 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 hear what I have to say. Well, that's great. Well, hopefully there's a very good Virginia representation up there in Canton as you go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thank you again for joining us today. We really appreciate the time. Thanks, Will. It's good being with you, man. Well, I'd like to thank everyone who will watch, follow along, and also listen to the Hall Call podcast of this version. As always, thank you to all of our sponsors you see over my shoulder. Be sure to stay up to date on all things Virginia Sports Hall of Fame and the Hall Call interview series by following our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You can also listen to the Hall Call podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Once again, I'm Will Driscoll with the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Whatever you do, participate, don't spectate, and we'll see you next time.